I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told. So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey everybody, Max Boltman here again alongside Corey Pronman for another Friday Prospect edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. Actually going to be our last one here for a while. We're not going away forever, but we are going to take a little hiatus as the calendar uh, shifts out of high gear for, for the prospect scene. We will be back, but before we go, we wanted to talk about the tournament that Corey has been at this week. He is uh, abroad. He is in Slovakia, I believe, for the uh, Halinka Gretzky tournament. Always a really big tournament on the prospect calendar. Corey, did I get the country right? Yeah, I'm in uh, Slovakia, staying in uh, in Bratislava. Um, although the tournament is between Slovakia and and the Czech Republic, uh, Piastani, Slovakia, and, and Breklav in the Czech Republic. So we've been uh, bouncing in between those countries um, uh, for the for the last week. So obviously, you were at the uh, World Junior Summer Showcase in Plymouth. There was a pretty good scouting presence there. How's the presence uh, at the Halinka compare to to what we saw in, in Plymouth a week ago? Um, larger. I mean, all yeah. the decision, all the decision makers are here in terms of the amateur staffs. Uh, I would say, I hard to say off the top of my head, I would say at least a hundred NHL scouts, uh, probably more, uh, you know, probably at least three or four per team are, are here right now, just because this is a huge showcase event to see the top 2022 and some 2023, but mostly the top 2022 draft eligibles. And given that there were no U-17 international events last season, uh, this is really the first you know, big look at some of the age groups for, for Russia, Sweden, Finland, Czech Republic, and, and frankly, Slovakia, who have proven to be better than some of those countries I just mentioned. Uh, it is a really important event, even though it is a only summer hockey um, because you're starting to get an idea of what the next draft class is going to look like. So if I'm a if I'm a scout, if I'm a scouting director, or or really even just a, just a, a scout who's uh, you know going to an amateur scout, a regional scout, I guess you would call me area scout. 
Yeah, and a lot of the like the European scouts who live close by will will come here for those teams. It, would it be fair to say that that this tournament is going to kind of help set my watch list for the early part of the the season here? Yeah, I mean, you're not everybody will be here. Some guys are injured. Some guys are late birth dates. Um, Team USA is here, but it's not the NTDP. It's a select uh, group of individuals from that would go you play USHL or high school. Uh, those lists will change over the course of the year. Some guys will fall, some guys will rise, but this event helps paint a picture, um, or at least a preliminary picture of who are the best players in the 2004 age group, particularly for the major countries. Where are the high end guys? Where are the guys we're going to need to focus on? Who are some guys that we can kind of circle as? You know, second, third round targets, mid round targets, late round guys, uh, and nothing is for sure. It's only a week. You don't want to start like etching these things in stone, but you can start getting an idea. You look at guys, you see their skill sets, you see uh, their skating, their 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 puck game, their size, their competitiveness. You can start getting a a reasonable idea uh, where these guys will probably fall, with the caveat that a lot will change over the course of a full season. Presuming we have something close to a normal season uh, in 2021-22. All right, so let's get into the players. Then, I mean, obviously, no Canada here. That's you know, you'd love to see the Canadians, especially the Ontario kids who didn't get to start the OHL yet. Uh, USA did not send the NTDP team. Who is there for the US? Yeah, I mean, the NTDP doesn't usually come to this. There was one NTDP kid here, Hunter Pershevitz. Uh, who missed most of last season due to an injury. When an NTDP kid misses the year due to injury, they sometimes get sent to this event. Um, but the big players are usually high school guys, like Zam Plant, who will play likely Minnesota High School this season, uh, is one of their most skilled players. Cam Lund, who played Mass Prep, and will probably might play USHL this season for Green Bay. Ryan Healy, who will play USHL at Sioux Falls. Um, Ryan Abraham, uh, who I think is a junior, I believe plays junior hockey for Windsor. Uh, those are among the, the top candidates uh, that were here. And they didn't really have a great tournament. They were eliminated by the second day of the tournament, uh, losing to Slovakia and then losing to Sweden in, in regulation, which ends their, the tournament is rather quick, but that ended their tournament. Uh, not to say that they, they don't have some good players, like the ones I just mentioned and, and several others. I think Mikey D'Angelo, who was a late birth date, uh, Looks like a top prospect for the 2023 draft. Um, and we'll see how Lund, Healy, Plant, Abraham, uh, and some others' uh, seasons go over, over the course of the 2022 season. Uh, but none of them really had a huge tournament. I think you can still look at some of those guys. Healy's a really dynamic skater. Plant, I think, is one of the smartest players here at the tournament. Uh, D'Angelo's a really well-rounded player. And you can kind of see uh, where these guys could potentially fit into a draft class. I thought the big defenseman from Minnesota, Sam Rinzel, looked you know pretty mobile and made some plays. He was intriguing, but I wouldn't say you were coming out of this uh, tournament putting any of these guys in the first round for a 2022 ranking. I thought when I watched uh, Cam Lund at their select camp, he would he could be a guy who could really pop, and he had a four goal game versus Germany. Uh, but they were already eliminated by that stage, and I, I don't get the sense that he'll he'll be still a highly rated prospect, but I don't get the sense he's a first-round prospect coming out of this tournament. 
You mentioned uh, Team Slovakia a minute ago, and they seem to be kind of the, the story of this uh, tournament so far. We, we knew a couple of the big names coming up for, the, for this coming draft, that being Juraj Slavkovsky and Simon Nemec. Um, but some other names popping, including from the class below. Tell us a little bit about the tournament Slovakia's had and what they've done to put themselves on the radar here. Oh, it's actually been, you know, a quite unique tournament for them. And you kind of saw this like with Germany over the last couple of years where where they're, you know, they weren't really, you know, producing that many top talents. And then they come in and more siders come. And then, and then Tim Stutzla and Lucas Reichel comes and John Jason Paterka. And you have like this really great wave. Now you, you see like this next age group for Germany, which was, you know, really unimpressive here at this tournament. And uh, their U18 Worlds, you know, they were fine, but they weren't really a competitive team in that environment. You know, then those the, the nations that aren't the, the high, high-end nations will go through those cycles where some years they'll they'll produce some really good players and there will be a stretch where they really don't produce much at all. Slovakia had one draft pick, I believe, in the last draft. I think it was a fourth-round pick to New Jersey, if I, if I recall. So that's not typically what you would think of of a high-end nation, but they beat Sweden. Um, they beat the United States there. I think, you know, they look like a team that I don't know if they're going to win the whole thing. We're, we're recording this on Thursday, the middle round starts on Friday. Uh, so we'll see how they actually do when the, when the harder games start, but they definitely look like one of the top teams in the tournament. And yes, Levkovsky and Nemec are, are the talking points, but I think Philip Messar has a chance to be a top two or top three round pick in this year's draft. And there were some guys for future drafts, uh, uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, Alex Chernek, uh, Andre Molnar. They, they look like really intriguing prospects for the 2023 draft. I'm watching this team, Slovakia, and while I think Slavkovsky and Nemec will be really high picks, there's a lot of guys on this team I'm watching and thinking that could be an NHL draft pick, which is not something I usually think of. When I've watched Slovakian junior teams at the U18 or the U20 level, Frankly, for the last five years, it's it's been usually really underwhelming performances from them at at various levels. Uh, so you know, it was obviously very you know different for them to see. And focusing on the two top guys, you know, Slavkovsky is looks really impressive. Like he's a guy who seems to have every attribute. He's six four. He's a good skater for a big guy. He's got great hands. He can make plays. He can shoot it really well. He's physical. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, you know, I already put out a really, really preliminary, way too early draft ranking. I'm not going to update it just quite yet, but but he's a guy who's in that non-Shane Wright tier mix. You know, it's we don't know how that's going to play out over the course of the season. Some people might prefer him. Some people might prefer a guy like Ivan Mirosnashenko. Some might prefer Brad Lambert or Matthew Savoy or Logan Cooley. But but he's in that mix because he has every NHL asset you want, and and I have talked to some uh, scouts who think that he could be in the mix to be like a, you know a second or a third overall pick, uh, just due to how many uh, positives he has about his game. And Simon Nemec, uh, the captain of Team Slovakia, um, not as many pro assets, but still because uh, because he's like five eleven six zero. Um, but he's still a good skater, not an elite skater, but a good skater. He's competitive and he has fantastic hockey sense, like really high end hockey sense. And he's played really well, uh, versus pros already. You know, it's interesting when you kind of hear, um, you know, about how, you know, skilled and intelligent, you know, Brian Clark was in last year's draft. And I agree those, 
that's a correct assessment of Brand Clark's game. But Simon Nemich, I think, scored at a higher point-per-game rate in the same league while being a year younger than Brand Clark. And I actually probably wouldn't give him the exact high skill ratings, but but he's he's got he's close. And I think there's you know he's a strong defender, and I think there's a lot there to like about him. Um, and so I think both of those Slovakians will be really high picks in next year's draft. I believe Nemec is ticketed for the Slovakian Pro League this coming season. Slavkovsky, I want to say, plays in Finland. Is he going to be in the senior or, or back in the U20 this year? Do you know? Yeah, he will be playing up with TPS in, in Liga in all likelihood. Um, Nemec um, was drafted rather high in the CHL import draft, fourth overall to Cape Breton. Uh, I do think he he will end up at least starring this season back in Slovakia, um, given how well he's already played versus men. And, and that's just what, kind of what I've heard when I've talked to people ar- around the league. Um, but I can't say for certain what's going to happen to both of those guys all season. But I think that's where we think they'll both start is playing at their respective professional levels. How do the two kind of leagues there impact like what, what what the next steps look like for them i mean i think liga slovakia is you know that's like a proven men's league obviously but like the, the league i think is a league that um, is very heavily scouted you, you see a lot of people um come out of there every single year to the nhl how does that impact things for these two guys well yeah i mean tps particularly the program he plays for uh, was a really good team in the league last season i think it's expected they will have a competitive team again this season and seeing where he would slot among such a program uh, would be interesting. I expect him to be a top nine forward, maybe even a top six forward at times this season. I I think, you know, presuming seeing how much success he has there will determine a lot of things. But um, yeah, I mean, that's more of a traditional NHL prospect league for people to come out of. And you have a lot more comparables, Patrick Line, Jesse Puliyarvi, Kasperi Kapanen. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys who've been drafted out of that league in the first round. Uh, in terms of Nemich, uh, I, I didn't mean to exclude the Miko Renton and, and plenty of yeah, other guys. Cargo, but, all those but, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, um, Nemec in Slovakia is a little bit different um, because while we had some players this season who got drafted out of there, uh, particularly Brand Clark, uh, that is typically not a league you go to to watch top prospects. The last one I can recall before the pandemic, was Eric Chernak being drafted in the second round, um, I believe, by the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was the Kings or the Hurricanes who, who picked him. I, I, it's, it's, it's evading me off the top of my head. Um, I believe it was the Kings, actually. Yeah, Kings, and, 43rd overall. Yeah, and that's what, you know, he was, a you know, he, he didn't even have a huge offensive season that year. Uh, but he played well. He played well with the junior team. Uh, but yeah, typically that's not a league with a lot of historical comparables, which is a problem we faced in this past season too. Uh, which, and while I think his pro games will be very important, and playing versus men is always a, uh, an obstacle. Uh, if he does play the entire season in Slovakia, I think events like this one, the U18 World Championships, and the World Juniors, and possibly the World Championships will have a more outsized role in his evaluation than it would for other prospects uh, with keeping in mind that uh, Slovakia will not play at the top level of the U18 World Championships this April because two years ago they were relegated and due to the COVID season, IHF did not run the lower levels of, of the U18 and U20s and they did not have 
a chance to be promoted. So even though this age group is clearly one of the best teams at the U18 level, uh, you won't get the chance to see Slavkovsky and Nemec play for a U18 World Championship in April. Last thing on the Slovakian team before we move on, uh, you know, I, I'm obviously not there, so I'm following this a little bit more by the box score. But when I see not only Dalibor Dvorsky leading the tournament in total points, which, you know, you never want to react too hard to a three-game sample at anything, especially a, a preseason tournament. But when I see that, and then I look and I see he's also really young for that 2023 draft class. I think he's a June or July birthday. What kind of prospect are we talking about here as we look, you know, a little bit farther out into the distance? He's a really good prospect. I'm not ready to say, like, he's a super elite prospect by any means yet. Uh, I haven't seen that personally when I've watched him here. I still think, yes, you have to respect the production. I respect the, the scoring ability. He's clearly a really good player. Um, I wouldn't say he's popped out to me like, say, a Matvey Michkov or Connor Bedard or Adam Fentilli type prospect would, would jump out and, and grab you and, you know, just make any, you know, casual observer can watch and be like, oh, yeah, that guy's going to have a long NHL career. Um, I wouldn't say he's of that caliber, but given his performance here, um, he's clearly you have to respect uh, him as a, as a player and he'll him along with Molnar, who they don't have the production, but has looked really impressive, really impressive speed and skill. Um, both are guys to know for sure for the 23 draft. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Corey, a minute ago, you mentioned Matvey Michkov. And I think by now, most people are familiar with that name. Really high level prospect for the 2023 draft. He has continued to be a really dangerous scorer at this tournament. Uh, what are you seeing on the ice from, from Michkov and from Team Rush overall? Yeah, I mean, it, Michkov was named the MVP of the U18 World Championship uh, for the 03 age group uh, in, in Dallas. So it's no surprising he comes to play against the 04 age group and is still a dominant player. I mean, it's, he's hard not to notice him when he's on the ice. Uh, he has, you know, some deficiencies. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. But his skill level, you got to give the highest grades to. His hockey sense, you have to give the highest grades to. His shot, you have to give the highest grades to. Um, he is a really special player when he gets the puck on his stick. Um just like the things he thinks about on the ice. Um, I think I saw him, you know, intentionally, you know, bank a, a, um, a puck off a guy's, off the goalie's uh, pads to perfectly land it onto his, on his teammate's stick. He, he banks it in. Uh, 
He's behind the net. He makes got he makes puts pucks through sticks and legs behind the net and maintains control like like few guys I've ever seen. Um, his long range shot threat is great, and he can he can make plays too. It's uh, a really special player to watch. Uh, you know, doesn't I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to be you know one of the best players in the NHL. That's a really high projection, and we still got. Two full years left until his draft, so we got a lot of time to digest uh, who this player is. Um, but he, he looks really unique out there, and whether it'll be him or Connor Bedard or Anfantilli or some player we haven't thought of yet, you know, he, he looks like right at the top of the 2023 NHL draft, and will present an interesting conundrum for teams that are going to have to draft him. Not have to, but but want to draft him. Yeah. In that he has a contract with Scott St. Petersburg in the KHL through the 2026 season. And typically waiting for a Russian or any prospect really three years after they get drafted um, is not usually the end of the world. It's a reasonable time frame to expect for a development from a prospect. But when you're talking about a guy who has the potential to be a first overall pick, that is a unique scenario. Uh, and uh, it will be really interesting to see how that situation plays out uh, leading into his draft because even though, like I said, he's not a perfect player, the offensive abilities he has are are game-breaking quality and project to be such at the NHL level. If you're a team who is just getting into your rebuild, you can probably live with that a little bit more than if you're a team. I, you know, I'm thinking of some of the teams that have been rebuilding here li- lately, you know, Buffalo, Detroit, uh, New-, New Jersey probably is out of that range by 2023, uh, Anaheim. Those are teams where maybe that calculus does come into play a little bit more. And you're like, oh man, if, if I can get a similar caliber, caliber player, but I can get him here sooner than, you know, three years from draft day, maybe that calculus does come more into play. Yeah, and there's also no guarantee you get him there three years from draft year. You presume you will, but he's still got to sign the dotted line. Yeah, um, I presume he will, though. Just all the good ones always come. Um, but yeah, no, that's a variable. I'm not. We got another two full years before we see which teams are going to be in, no, in line now. all the to, way now uh, <laughs> to, to, to take him. But I would tend to agree that I think uh, there will be certain management groups and certain ownership groups that will look at where their team is. And if you are uh, a new general manager or you're a manager who has just been given a long leash to rebuild, you can make that argument a little bit more soundly than one who's at the you know year five or year seven of their proposed rebuild. And, and now you've got to make a big ask of your ownership group. Uh, and it also really depends how the next two season goes, you know, is, Let's just say hypothetically, like Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli separate from Mitchkov over the next couple of years. And maybe there's some other name that we don't know about yet. And he's like in the three to five range. Then you, you tolerate that a little bit more, I would say. If he's like tied with those guys, you you can even tolerate that a little bit more too. Because like, oh, well, that's a, that's a clear tiebreaker. But there might be a scenario where he separates from them. And he looks like Ovechkin or something. Yeah, and, and now you've got a problem. Yeah. Not a problem, but you've got a, you've got a tough decision. Yes. A real question you've got to answer. And so we'll see how those next two seasons unfold. And I would fully expect you'll see him at the world juniors. 
Yeah. Uh, his teammate, who you've also mentioned already on, on the podcast, is Ivan Mirosnichenko. I think you had him ranked second on the on the kind of quote-unquote too early ranking for the yeah. 2022 class. What's he been doing at, at the uh, at the Hlinka? He's been really good. He's been one of the better players here. I wouldn't say, given what we saw at the U18 World, I wouldn't say he's elevated to such an elite level that he's left no question as to who you know, that he is like a second or the third best prospect next year's draft. He hasn't, he hasn't played like that, but I would say he's been played well. Like he is a, he has good speed. He has great skill. He can make plays. He's got an absolute rocket of a shot. He has competitive. He wins a ton of battles. He wins a ton of battles. Um, when I watched him last season, I thought the skating was like a differentiator for him here. I just thought it's been good. So that's kind of where I, I debate with him. Like I said, I don't think there is for me yet. A clear number two. And that doesn't mean there isn't always the guy. Some years you go into it, you know, like going into uh, the 19 draft, Kaka was clearly two to uh, to Jack to Hughes. Hughes yeah. And going into 2018, it was clearly like Darlene Sveshnikov, and it was that way all the way through. Uh, this year, there is less clarity, I would say. You know, we just had the U20 showcase. Brad Lambert wasn't that good. Logan Cooley played him. Matthew Savoy just had just had a, a great U18 camp for Canada. Uh, Daniela Yurov is at the uh, is playing for Russia's U20 team right now. Will probably play KHL. We'll see how his season went. He had a great U18 world. Um, people say really good things about Connor Geeky. Uh, you know, there's a lot of variables still to see how this season really plays out. And I think Miros Nachenko is right in that mix because he has. NHL skill, NHL scoring ability. He's a good skater. He's really physical and competitive. Uh, there's a lot to like there, but I, I haven't seen. He didn't uh, separate or himself in any way here. Any other of, of the Russian players who have really caught your eye here? Because I don't want to spend. I don't want to. You know, because there are kind of these two star uh, prospects or really high level prospects at the top. I don't want to lose sight of the whole picture. If there's a couple other guys, people should uh, should pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's been a top player here, but he's probably been the, the best goalie, at least by statistics, has been uh, Sergei Ivanov. And I think that's going to be a tough one because I think on his by his most generous measurement, he's six foot oh. Some scouts would say he's closer to five foot eleven. Um, and he was the best goaltender at the U eighteen World Championships as an underage. Uh, and you know, he's I and I honestly don't even know if he's going to get drafted. I think he will, but I can't sit. here, You know, I, the his the history of 5'11", 6'0", goal he's getting drafted is, you know, an extremely small number, um, particularly Russian ones. Um, so, you know, we'll see what how his season goes. I also wouldn't probably call his quickness like elite, like a Yusei Saros type, so that's working against him. He's just an extremely intelligent, uh, refined goaltender who just puts up big numbers, and, uh, you know, he might be, the, the you know, the outlier that works, um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me to see him go, like, in the Dustin Wolf range, too. Uh, for that reason, uh, the one guy I would call out, maybe people don't know a lot about, uh, would be their underage defenseman, uh, Mikhail Gul- uh, Uh He's an 05 defenseman playing on this team, meaning he's a 16-year-old eligible for the 23 draft, and he's been rather impressive. I don't know if he's like the if like the top, top, top prospect range, but really good hockey sense, good skater, a little bit on the undersized um, kind of player. You hope he grows over the next year because he is 16. Um, but he looks like a guy who will definitely be, you know, a top two or three round pick um, in, in the 23 draft. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. That's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. All right, so we've covered the U.S., we've covered Slovakia, we've covered Russia. I think that leaves Finland and Sweden here. Uh, Finland, there, there's a prospect that that you wanted to talk about, Joachim Kemmel. Yeah, I mean, Kemmel is clearly the best player on their team. He was actually rather good for the Finland U18 team last season as an underage uh, when they played at the World Championships, and he, he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb uh, in this age group. It just he has you know great skill, playmaking ability, great shot. He can skate well. He's he's competitive. He can kill penalties. Uh, you just notice him every time he's out on the ice. Not to say that there aren't some good players on Finland other than him, but uh, there's. Mm, not really anyone else who has his combination of attributes to where they make a difference almost any time they're on the ice. And I, I kind of had Kemmel in the teens uh, when I did my last ranking. Uh, and I don't know how much higher he'll end up being on the, on the next iteration because he's like a, maybe a little bit more undersized kind of player, 5'11"-ish, I would say. Uh, but I would, I've talked to some scouts who think he's, he's been one guy who's elevated his profile a little bit here. Due to where you might be talking about him as like a top 12 guy, maybe even higher. Um, if you were to do a prospect uh, ranking for the 22 draft. He plays with uh, with Lambert, yeah, in, in Finland? Well, he played with the junior team last season. Lambert okay. played with the pro team. But I think you will get you know a pretty good comparison between the two of them because they might both play on the same pro team and they might, they might both play at the World Juniors together this season. Uh, so you will get a lot of opportunities to compare them. I'm not really to say Campbell's leaped sure. Lambert, but I think it's fair to say, both my opinion and talking to scouts around the league, that the gap between the two of them has has shrunk a little bit, um, at least in terms of the the top tier finish prospects for for next year's draft. All right, and how about Sweden? Is, is there any kind of Swedes who are going to work their way into this tier, or, or at this time, not yet? I really liked Elias Sal- Salomonson when I watched him last season, um, both with the U18 team, but particularly when he played his Sweden J20 games, 
just from what I watched and talking to a lot of scouts who had watched Simon Robertson last season, who was a third-round pick by the Blues and was at times thought to be a higher pick. You know, you often hear they would go to watch Robertson and they come away talking about Salomonson, uh, who was an underage defenseman. He looked that dynamic at times. And, and here he really just hasn't had a good tournament. Not to say he's been bad, uh, but just, and you, you notice him, the 6'2", you can skate, he has offensive skill, but he's just not really accomplishing a whole lot. Um, his decision-making hasn't always been the best. And I still really like this player. I think he's, I still think you have, I would rate him as a first round pick going into next year's draft. Uh, But he was the guy from this age group that you hoped would really stand out and carry this team. And overall, I would say their, their performance has been more of a group effort. There's a lot of really nice players on this team, but there hasn't been a whole lot of high end flashes from this team so far. All right, I think that will do it for us for today and for this kind of first uh, pilot series of the Athletic Hockey Show's Prospect Series. We will be back, like I said earlier. We really appreciate all the support you guys have, have given us through this through this first run. It's been great to get the feedback and uh, and hear what you guys think. If, if you have stuff you want us to, uh, to touch on when we come back, we'd love to know that as well. Uh, so make sure you're, you you reach out to Corey or I. Probably me. Corey's pretty busy. I, I I'm kind of I have nothing to do. So reach out to me and let me know if you have anything you want us to touch on when we come back. And uh, thanks for listening. Take care.